Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everybody, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that the MLB, it's back, baby. Who are you picking to win the World Series? Better say Dodgers. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. Super easy, man. Get started. So just head on over to the website today. Use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BLEAV. That's BLEAV to receive your fifth D. That's five zero percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts thank you so much bet online for bringing this podcast to the people hey fellas i don't like the idea of you having to suffer through performance problems in the bedroom it's very natural happens to most men and when that does happen why should you be exposed to even more embarrassment or suffering and the awkward problems of having to go to the pharmacy and the doctor's office and talk about this whole thing. No, 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 no. Get some Blue Chew in your life. Blue Chew is an amazing service, okay? A unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable tablet, and it's at a fraction of the cost. And the best part to me, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, No awkward conversations and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. And we've got a special deal for Mikey Likes You listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code M-I-K-E-Y. That's Mikey at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code Mikey. Receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank you so much, BlueChew, for sponsoring this podcast. Listen here. If you're dieting, if you're watching what you eat, eventually your sweet tooth is going to come to get you. Cravings will creep their ugly head and rear them and you will be in a bad way. So be prepared. Get yourself some magic spoon. It's what I do. I get it for my daughter. I get it for me. I get it for my wife. Everybody loves it because there's amazing flavors. And you're talking about 140 calories per serving with no grains and 13 or 14 grams of protein. It's a really, really tasty treat. It's a guilt-free trip back to being a child and having those sugary, totally decadent cereals. Yet there's no guilt of all the decadence because it's not in there. Just the taste is there. It's, a, it's an amazing combination. All the taste, none of the problems. Like I said, 140 calories, 13, 14 grams of protein, and real quality ingredients. Magic Spoon is, in fact, magic, okay? And I got a deal for you, my Mikey Likes You listeners. Go to magicspoon.com slash Mikey. Grab a custom bundle of cereal. Try it today. Be sure to use the promo code Mikey at checkout. Save $5 off your order. Get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash Mikey and use the promo code Mikey to save $5 off. Thank you so much, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. With karate, I'll kick your ass From here to right over there Oh yeah, motherfucker Gonna kick your fucking derriere Yeah, yeah 
You broke the rules Now I'm pulling out your pubic hair You motherfucker You motherfucker Oh, welcome. Welcome to a very special Mikey Likes You. I, um... I don't know why it's special, but hey. You know, you got to do that positive self-talk. So to me, every episode, special. Instant gratification is um, something that I wanted to talk about because I think that we are all kind of conditioned to want instant gratification. Um, The internet and social media in particular has probably made us a little bit more addicted to something that was already beckoning to us with its ravenous demands to want to get what we want and get it quickly. And I don't know if there's anything inherently wrong with wanting instant gratification. Um, like, it doesn't really make any sense. It's, it's kind of obvious that uh, if you put effort into something, you would like it to pay off. You would like a return in your investment. And you would like it to come quickly. Why would that be negative, or or how is that misunderstood? Where I think we get into trouble is to allow our desire for instant gratification to ruin our ability to achieve any gratification whatsoever. Right? You know that plays out so much in everything that kind of like my life is based around fitness health um creativity you know it's uh, sad to say but whether it's doing character voices or writing fart jokes or parody songs it's still kind of it's still art it's not high art but it's art it's it's a creative artistic endeavor and those kind of things and, and training and eating and wanting to make your body look better and feel better, these kind of, and, and certainly, you know, addiction and recovery, these are like the basic things outside of just taking care of my wife and taking care of my daughter. These are like the basic tenets of who I am as a person, right? And every one of those comes with a very alluring pull to instant gratification. Um, you know, if I'm working on uh, a development of like a, like a TV show, an animated show or something, or a voice bit for the radio or, or a podcast, something like that, you come up with these ideas and you hope they're good, you believe in yourself, you go with it, and it may not be, it, the germ of the idea is probably spot on, if you're any good at what you do, but it may not be perfect, right? You, you're writing that novel, you're writing that screenplay, whatever it is, you're painting that painting, first go might not be perfect, might not be eliciting the response that you want from the audience. And that sucks. <laughs> um, but, you know, you, you, you realize very quickly that well, then let's scratch it and at least learn from it and build and make it better. Conor McGregor 
said something and take what you want out of his outside the octagon behavior, which has been at times pretty reprehensible. But you can't deny that his initial rise to fame and uh, two championship belts was nothing less than astounding. And, and he always said one thing that made me just really, it just affected me deeply in a visceral way. And it was after he lost his first fight to Nate Diaz. And um, he was very humble and very respectful, at least initially after that loss. And he said, uh, you know, I don't, I don't lose. I either win or I learn. Those are the only two options for me. And it was very profound, in my opinion. It really affected me. And that's true. My high school football coach said that, you know, if I were to ask every single one of you, do you guys want to win? Everyone's going to say, yes, we want to. Of course, who doesn't want to win? But that's not really the question. Are you willing to do what it takes to win? That's the question. If I ask any one of you, barring some people who are just, that's just not in their purview, if I were to ask any one of you, hey, would you like to have a perfect physique that makes people really turn their heads when you walk by? All you fellas, would you love to have six-pack? Would you like to look like Brad Pitt in Fight Club? Uh, you ladies, would you, would you like to look like... Uh, Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2, you know, the, or, or whoever your idealized physique is, everyone's going to say yes. Who doesn't want that, right? But are you willing to do what it takes to have it? That's a whole different question. And oftentimes, I'm as guilty of it as anybody, you lie in the moment, you think you're telling the truth, but you lie and you say, yes, I'm willing. I'm willing. And when push comes to shove, you're so not. Um, that's, that's at the heart of why people struggle so much with diet, nutrition, fitness, health, physique change. That is, that is at the heart of it because... <sighs> We want what we want, and we want it now, and we've been programmed that way, especially here in this country, the good old U.S. of A., and that's not a, that's not a pejorative. I'm not trying to in any way um, belittle or, or insult the United States. <coughs> Try that again. The United States. Um, we just, hey, we're ambitious, and it's a capitalist country, and it kind of set the framework for what capitalism is. And we're go-getters by nature. We're, we're kind of a little cuckoo and we're aggressive about what we want. And we want what we want and we want it now. And in many aspects of life, maybe that works. But I can tell you um, beyond, a, beyond a shadow of a doubt when it comes to things that are dependent and necessitate effort and focus, intense levels of focus and effort, learning a musical instrument or any really any type of artistic expression, health and fitness, um, 
building a business, uh, martial arts or combat sports in general, these are, these are things that they exist in a world where instant gratification just doesn't live. It's a whole different dimension. Um, there's bits and pieces. Believe me, you hit a new PR in, you know, a, a lift, or if you learn a new move in jujitsu and you and you pull it off in rolling for the first time, you know, you you submit a guy for the first time or a gal for the first time ever. You're a white belt and you've been working for months, and you finally elevate your hips and you lock up a triangle and someone taps. It's very immediate the gratification, but you got to take us take a step back and look at how much effort and work went into being able to do that. Okay, so don't get tricked into thinking that that momentary feeling of instant gratification is in fact instant because it's not. Hitting a PR in a lift, you know, locking down your first submission, um, you know, head movement in, in boxing or Muay Thai where you're, where you're like, you come in as a complete beginner and you've been working so hard on fundamentals and you're sparring, fooling around. And next thing you know, you like slip, a, you slip a jab and you duck under a cross and then you can pop up and move away. It's, it's euphoric. But that, take, that took countless hours to begin <laughs> to be able to do that. You know, I, 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 I remember it uh, so vividly when, you know, I, I those of you people who play guitar, you can probably relate. I don't know how it is with other instruments. I've messed around with other instruments, but it's never been something that I've applied a lot of effort into. But uh, bass and six-string guitar, I've really, you know, I've done the work. I've tried. I'm certainly not, you know, Joe Satriani, but I can I can play compared to the, the world. Um, but, you know, you hit that phase where, like, you learn and you go through the trauma of your fingers hurting and getting the chords and learning the scales – but you're, you just, you stall there. You, all right, your left hand goes with your right hand. You start to be able to coordinate, but now you're kind of just stuck at that same level. And I started to kind of seek out um, songs that I wanted to learn because I figured that would at least give me different techniques and abilities to apply to muscle memory so that I could grow as a guitar player. And I spent months and months and months, and I was like, I can't play. Sure, like the simple ones, you know, like, some Creedence songs or Nine Inch Nails Hurt. Yeah, I would be able to nail it. But I'm talking about Metallica solos or, or uh, complex finger style with like bluegrass songs. And, and you know, I, I, I felt like, well, I'm never going to be able to learn this because I would put the effort in and it wouldn't come. It would get really frustrating. You know, I can sit and label the moments when certain songs came out and I played it. And I was like, I can do that again. Oh, my God, I can do this. The gratification in that moment, I, I, would, I would kind of instinctively see it as, as instant because I'm now euphoric. But you take a step back, you get out of that pink cloud, that romantic moment of hitting it. You look back, you're like, oh, yes. Kind of instant, I guess, but really, no, a couple years of lead up to the final gratification. Chances are you have the wrong idea about the wonder drug that is nicotine, okay? But in reality, there's nothing wrong with nicotine. In fact, there's a lot good 
about nicotine. It, it helps suppress appetite. It helps boost metabolism. It has great cognitive benefits. The problem is, is that most of the time, the way we get nicotine is gross. You know, vaping, smoking, chewing tobacco, whatever it is. That's where Lucy comes in. Lucy has your back. Lucy capsule nicotine pouches and lozenges and gum, they're all fantastic. They all taste great. Four or eight milligrams of a nice clinical dose of nicotine where you get all the benefits with none of the downside, okay? Lucy is a great product designed for people who want the benefits of nicotine without the downsides of traditional ways of getting it. So, Mikey Likes You listeners, go to lucy.co, use the promo code Mikey to get 20% off your order of Lucy Nicotine Capsule Pouches or any other Lucy products. That's lucy.co. Use promo code Mikey at checkout. And I have to let you know that this product contains non-tobacco nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, lucy.co. Be sure to use that promo code Mikey. Chances are, oh, chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you're interested at least somewhat in weight loss. So before we continue the show, I wanted to talk a little bit about Noom. Noom really understands that everyone's weight loss journey is very unique and what works for someone else isn't going to necessarily work for you. So Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible, focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work toward goals at the pace you're comfortable with. So start building better habits for a healthier, long-term result that you're looking for. Sign up for a trial at Noom. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash B-L-E-A-V. Believe. That's what I'm talking about. Again, that's Noom. N-O-O-M dot com slash B-L-E-A-V. All right? Personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful about your habits. Come on. Now's the time. It is N-O-O-M dot com slash believe. That's Noom dot com slash believe. And, um... That's, that's, that's really important when either you're trying to lose body fat, you're trying to build muscle, you're trying to um, learn an instrument, you're trying to learn a second language or a third or fourth language for you fucking assholes out there who make me feel inadequate intellectually. Um, this, is, this is part and parcel. Um, and I, I think it's really important to kind of have this conversation now, especially for this podcast, which is based in health, fitness, habit forming, those kind of things. Because that world, mental health, self-help, fitness, health, every, is just inundated with this rancid push of people who use this alluring bait of instant gratification as a way to market their products, whether it be a training program, a supplement, a diet protocol, whatever it may be. The, the, this horrible parasitic world is just taken over because that's what you want. And there's not a goddamn thing wrong with that, but that's what you want, right? I would love to lose 20 pounds in two weeks. And if I could take this pill or drink this apple cider vinegar, that would, this gal or this guy claims that this can happen. I would love to build 30 pounds of muscle in two months. Uh, and this training program and this, you know, turbo XL testo boost is going to help me do that. 
No, it's not. No, it's not. Even the genetically gifted have to put aside this amount of time, un this understood, acknowledged time and effort into building what they want. Ronnie Coleman, now granted, at, the, at this point, Ronnie Coleman was already winning um, Mr. Olympia. So he was already the, the best in the world, okay? Take that in consideration. It's worth noting. But Ronnie Coleman said that, you know, between 99 and 2004 or 5, whenever he was killing it as a, a consistent year after year Mr. Olympia, he was like, yeah, you know, I would put in the effort and I would be able to build two to three, you know, two to five pounds of muscle a year and come in leaner with two to five pounds of muscle a year. Now, if Ronnie Coleman, one of the most genetically blessed humans ever, ever, when it comes to mTOR protein th synthesis and at the time supplementing with some anabolics, probably a good amount. If he's hoping to get two to five pounds of muscle in a year, what do you think us average humans who are most likely not using anabolic agents, what do you think it's going to be like for us if you want to yoke up? If it comes to weight loss, yeah, you, a human being, the homo sapien can lose a significant amount of weight in a short amount of time. But it's not pleasing and it's not something any of us really want. Look at the show Survivor. If you just don't eat, and when you do eat, eat a couple of hundred calories over a span of days, you will lose a ridiculous amount of weight. My father, God bless his soul, I mean, he's healthy now. Don't, I, I don't want to lead you down a, a darker path. My father is in full recovery, and he, he has um, shown a rel relatively clean bill of health, but he got uh, lymphoma about three years ago. And my father went into chemotherapy to deal with this cancerous growth. And uh, my dad lost like 65, 70 pounds in the seven to eight weeks that he uh, did the chemotherapy. And he was eating like a bird. And my dad's a big fella. Uh, so do you want that? No, we don't. We want to lose body fat. We want to make ourselves healthier through this weight loss. And that is not going to come quickly. In fact, if it is coming too quickly, you're doing something wrong and you're going to end up going into the ever frustrating yo-yo cycle that just makes people give up altogether anyway. Now, I don't have all the answers because I've done that shit myself. I've, I've done it where it's like, well, I'm losing a pound to a pound and a quarter a week. My strength numbers are good. So I have a pretty good objective ability to know that I'm losing body fat and I'm doing it the right way. But if I added like 200 more calories to my deficit and I did some cardio, I bet you would come quicker. 
And sure enough, it does come quicker. I start losing three to five pounds a week. And in three weeks, I'm burnt out and I'm softer and weaker. And then I just want to, I'm like, oh, fuck, what have I done? I'm giving up. So push yourself away from this need to do things quickly. Anything that comes with focused effort, prolonged effort, I, you know, I've seen this now with research and then just with anecdotal evidence. When it comes to recovery, when it comes to body fat loss, when it comes to building muscle, when it comes to creating successful, however you judge that, when it comes to effective artwork or creative endeavors, you have to look at it as a marathon and not a sprint. Sprinting's fun. Marathons suck my ass. It was, it's probably torturous. Guess what? Why do you think all these things that are so appealing to people oftentimes fall by the wayside and we end up living our lives without them, even though instinctively we want them so badly? It's because uh, that old marathon, we... At some points in our life, we just don't have what it takes. But I think if you go into it with the right frame of mind, knowing that it's a marathon, I'll give you my, my own example. I don't like talking about kind of recovery-based, 12-step-based stuff too much. But I know that if it's my own life, there's a little bit of uh, um, some leeway there. There's a bigger margin because I'm not speaking out of school here. Everyone who has any casual knowledge of me, be it from the radio or from uh, podcasting and whatnot, knows that I'm in, and I'm a drug addict and I'm in recovery. So I'm not, I'm not speaking out of school and I'm, uh, I'm certainly not giving away anything that anyone else wouldn't want out there. But, you know, for me, the first two or three times when I tried to get clean, you know, the first, the first one I was, a teenager, and I, I didn't really want to do it. People were forcing me. And uh, that, was, uh, that was a shit show to begin with, okay? But then, you know, second, third time, I did instinct, internally I wanted it too. And I was so gung-ho about it, and I wanted to be fixed so quickly. I was taking notes at meetings. I was getting all well-prepared, like I was going into a business setting to every time I would go to a meeting or an inpatient anything and I was um, overly neurotic about every detail that could come through my way because I didn't just want to get clean. I wanted to get clean tomorrow and, and I wanted to fuck it up. I didn't just want to get clean. I wanted to get clean with a vengeance. Didn't work. Come, you know, to middle, early 2002. And I'd hit the point where I, I had no other choice. Everything about me, my left brain and my right brain, my spiritual being, my soul, everything about me was like, I, this, I'm either, I'd like to die or I'd like to live my life without drugs and alcohol. This is it. 
And I had the vision of like, this is going to be a lifelong journey, but it starts today. 20 years. 20 years, Binkley. I say that not for, I'm not fishing for pats on the back. I'm trying to give you some kind of clear example of how things go when it comes to achieving something that you will take with you forever. When you achieve something, and it can be relatively insignificant in, in the grand scheme of things. I'm, of course, being 75 pounds overweight and then getting to the point where you go out in your bathing suit or your bikini and you have shredded abs and, and people snap their heads. It's not on par with being a, 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 a winning a purple heart or being a, a, a police a police officer that saves someone's life or a, a ER doctor or what a, a grade school teacher who has profound impact on children's lives. I'm not trying to say that. What I am saying is that those things, as insignificant in the grand scheme as they may be, from an outsider's point of view, that will change you for the rest of your goddamn life. Me not using drugs and alcohol for 20 years does not make me Martin Luther King or Malala. You know what I'm saying? It's not a, a, a life-changing uh, for, for, for humanity. It's not something astounding. I don't deserve a Nobel Prize. But for me, it's Nobel Prize worth. Make the decision. Stick to it. But no, you're going to fail <laughs> on that journey to get whatever it is. You've made that decision to make the change. You're going to fail. And know that it's not going to happen tomorrow. Sign up for my Patreon if you'd like. I'd like that. I enjoy doing it. There's three tiers available. And uh, I get paid to do it which also makes me happy. So uh, I'm Mike Catherwood on Patreon. I can put the link in the show notes. And in this crazy mixed-up world that makes you think that nobody cares, remember one thing I do. Be good, people. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.